Well, welcome to CEO Talk Thursdays. Happy, happy new year. We are now in 2020. I hope you're excited. I hope you're fired up. And I hope you not only have your goals set for the year, but you have your goals mapped out. Truly, truly big goals. Because to dream bigger is to truly, truly achieve something of greatness. And you have your goals mapped out for the whole entire decade over the next 10 years. And the most powerful, most successful people map out their life, as boring as it sounds, from decade to decade. Okay? Not just a year or two, not just five years, but a full decade. Okay? That we map out. Okay? We map out. Because we want to know exactly where we are going. And we want to have it set in motion. And so I'm excited for you, for those who have done that. And uh, let's let's dive straight into it. So like, like I said, we talked about the fall season last week. We talked about the spring season. Well, we're going to get into the winter season, okay? And we're going to get into the summer season. Now I know, I know, I know. All you guys. You, 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 you love the summer season, right? You, you, you love summer, right? We, 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 we cannot wait to get to, we could skip past everything and go straight to summer and live in summer. We would do that. But you know what? It's actually through the winter season. It's through the winter season that will propel you and get you to this. You cannot skip over the winter season and go to summer. You must go through the winter season to get there. Now, here's the thing about the winter season as well the winter season will let you know if you are truly a ceo the winter season in business will let you you will find out if this is actually what you want to do if this business is what you want to build and it will also show you if this business is buildable is it vibrant for the market do you actually have a great product have a great service is your idea is potent is it is it ready is it is it willing right you will know all these things through the winter season the winter season is the test season 100% it is the test season okay and you will know by the end of that season you'll know in the middle of that season whether this is something that's truly going to be or it's going to die okay and the winter season one strange thing about the winter season that I've noticed and I've come to understand and master is that it, it, it gives a false it gives a facade it gives a false facade and a mirage it, 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 it will it will make you feel as if things have died or is truly truly dying but it's really not it's really not see nothing nothing truly dies and and sometimes sometimes even the 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 impression of it of it dying is not true it's just frozen over okay it's just frozen over and all you have to do is apply some heat, okay, some new action, some new activity to, 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 that, to, that, to that business, and it will melt away. Well, let's dive into the winter season. And the key word in winter is when. Now, you like, JK, how in the world will I be winning in winter when everything is stuck, frozen, and dying? Well, I'm going to explain it to you. Because winter, as I said a little earlier, is the key season, okay? Out of all four of them, it is the key season. It's what's actually going to build you. And that's why I, I really call it the, the, the winter season, not the winter season, but the winter season. 
because it is through there where one it's going to build you or kill you okay i'll say it again it's either gonna build you or kill you you'll you'll know whether it's for the weak or whether it's for the strong and the winter is for the strong and it's either you're going to weak and shrivel up or you are going to have no choice because you're at the precipice now you have no choice but to sink or swim okay and we always we, we've heard only the strong survive and that is true and so the winter season will build you it will build you or it will kill you and i love it because when you come out of the winter season or the winter season you you automatically become a winner but you become something that you weren't before it almost like the winter season takes 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 from a cocoon right it takes from 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 when you you see something grow into something else right but it's that adversity that pulls you okay now let's let's dive into a little a bit, little bit the winter season will bring loneliness okay you ever notice in the winter a lot of people don't want to be outside so when you if you walking in the street or you're walking outside or in society you will see that there aren't many people around why because people fear the cold people don't like the cold so they run they go from their car to the inside of the house like that they don't stop to say hello to your neighbors they go straight inside most times <laughs> okay and they do that because the cold weather doesn't it doesn't feel good well winter in your business it doesn't feel good okay you may have some partnerships that may freeze or be at a standstill i say you may have some partnerships that may freeze and be at a standstill okay you don't know where it's gonna go you have no clue it was moving great at first but now it's 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 kind of at a halt and here's another thing that comes to a halt the business you'll see the business act as if it's frozen right act as if it is frozen if you ever see a deer in headlights that's exactly how your business will operate at one point in time you'll see that that there is no money coming in there is no profit coming in you have money coming in but but it's no profit you're just a bank teller <laughs> you're just a bank teller you're just you're just exchanging money right you're just taking money and putting it in taking money and putting it in. there's no there's no profit yes you feel the money you see the money but that's not profit right you have not made any extra on top of the money that you have right and so you you may see that you are making profit then you see that it went down and now you're at a halt there is none coming in sometimes the business go backwards okay sometimes the business goes backwards and it starts to reverse you ever been on a roller coaster right and i mean one of the most most terrifying roller coasters roller coasters are the ones that do the you know the loop-de-loops and the drops and and, and just when you think whoo man i got through it that it, it, that was crazy that was terrifying but i got through it then they have the audacity to pull that lever back and you see the roller coaster now go through the same course but now you're going through it backwards which has made the feeling of it two three four ten times more terrifying that's what happens when your money drops in your business that's the feeling it gives you okay it's the roller coaster going backwards now going backwards now and the, and 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 the drops when that when that roller coaster drop down the drops in it is more terrifying than the drops 
what it was when you were moving forward. Because see, you can move forward and have and have a thousand dollar drop, you know, three thousand dollar drop, and then the next quarter you have a twenty thousand dollar increase. So if you drop three grand, okay, and or, or three thousand in revenue, and you increased twenty thousand in revenue, you actually increased seventeen thousand in revenue because you had a three thousand drop that you have to take care of in that next quarter, right? But you increased by seventeen percent, which which is great. Especially in a quarter, especially if you're a brick and mortar. <laughs> if you're not clicking order, you're a brick and mortar. You're still increasing 17% per quarter. My friend, you're doing something right. Keep doing it, right? And 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 but that increase going forward feels way worse. That drop feels way worse when you're going backwards because when when your drop is backwards, like the roller coaster going backwards, there is no increase. It's just drops now. And it, that can be feel very terrifying to you when you see that you're getting a lot of returns. Say, wait, what's going on right now? Why, 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 why are we getting so, our returns were down to one percent, two percent. Now we're at forty-four percent returns. What is happening? Evaluations need to be made now. Okay, looking deeper into the company, into the product, into the customer. You need to do now. See, a lot of times we'll we'll look deeper into the company, which is great. We'll look deeper into the product and tweak it and fix it. What needs to be fixed, which is great. But sometimes, or most times, we don't go into the customer. See, hey, the product was still pretty good from the beginning. It wasn't a bad product. So why are they really returning it? Maybe the customer service wasn't great. Maybe they're just an unhappy customer. How can I get my customer to not only be happy, but to stay happy. Am I in communication with my customer? Is my company in communication with my customer? Is my company in communication with the market? Or do we just say, hi, bye, thank you, ma'am, boom, boom, bam, and they're gone. And we don't we don't follow up with them. And we like to follow up with emails, right? And coupons, and, that's, and that is great. Don't stop doing that. But you need to be intentional intentional about the relationship that you and your company and the product has with that customer this is huge in a winter season this is huge in a winter season because I'm, I'm telling you i have been in business many times and i've seen that everything always goes back to the customer whenever you see things go wrong whenever you see things go wrong at a dramatic rate and a dramatic height, it usually means that the customer is unhappy. So you need to find out what happened from happiness to unhappiness. What happened in that time frame? And you need to fix it. And most times it is the lack of communication and the lack of feel good that the customer feels w- with the company. You know, I have met a lot of CEOs that I've learned from, a lot of uh, business uh, tycoons who I've learned from, both from afar and both from uh, uh, close. And one of the biggest things that I've learned and implement and mastered now is that you can make a customer not only feel good with the product or service, make the customer not only feel good about the company, but now they feel a part of the company. That's a whole nother level. 
then they, they feel a part. They feel like they are a part of the brand and they are. If they are a, a subscribed customer, they are a part of the brand. But when you make them feel like they are, it's a whole new level of a customer. That customer will get to the level where you don't even have to push them to refer. Okay, they're telling you that they're referring and they're letting you know how many people they referred. And then they're checking up on their referrals. Hey, how did they go with this person? What do they buy? Okay, good. I got 10 more people for you. Because now they've taken on the company almost like it's theirs. Do you reward your customers? Not just with a coupon, with new products, with access to new products. Make a customer feel special. When you make them feel special then, and different than other people and other brands, they will live in your company. Literally. Okay. They will, and I hope you're taking that as, as nugget. The customer care part is huge. And I, I and I, I gave you quite a bit of nuggets. I gave you quite a bit of some great things. So I hope you've been writing. If not, rewind, go back and take down those nuggets. Not only take it down, but implement it into your business. I'm telling you, that is the key. That is the that that is the bottom line key. Okay. Now let's get into hemorrhaging. Oh boy. Winter season. Hemorrhaging money in a company is one of the most things I've seen companies die. Because liabilities start to pile up like inches of snow. All right, we're in the winter season. And liabilities start to pile up like inches of snow, especially payroll. Payroll is one of the biggest expenses in a company, whether it's employee payroll or partnership payroll. You know, I talked about partnership payroll a couple of episodes ago, but if you have partnership payroll and employee payroll, you are and you have the decrease and the drop that I was talking about when the roller coaster starts to go backwards. And now you don't have any increases in when the drops are happening. You just have straight drops. You have nothing to pay those liabilities. You have nothing to take care of. So now the liabilities start piling up like snow falling on the ground. And sometimes when that storm comes, because winter will produce storms. That's, that is the whole point of winter. And when those snowstorms come, if you don't have enough to, to keep the liabilities at bay, what's going to happen is that you won't eventually you won't be able to get out your front door. Because the snow will be so high that it will take over your house. You'll open up the door and all you'll see is white snow. I say you'll open up the door and all you'll see is white snow. I hope you're following me here. Okay. You got to be careful about that. Hemorrhaging money. Spending too much in the marketplace. Spending too much on marketing. Spending too much in certain areas that don't need spending. It don't need that amount of money. You need to have daily, weekly, monthly meetings with your team, okay, with your COO, your CFO, your vice president, your president, your managers, your supervisors, your employees, you meetings need to be having all the time, okay, because you need to keep your, your ear to the ground of your company, okay, to the ear, and you don't need to be sitting with the employees, no, now you need to drop in in them, from here to there because they need to understand it need to be a special connection between the employee force and you as a CEO. But but you need to get good at delegation as we talked about 
as well. And you need to sit down with your group, which is your CFO, your COO, your vice president, your managers. You need to sit down with those leaders. Okay, or, or whoever you're connected to in your if you don't have any of those in your company, you just have um, a, a, a team of four or five people or three or four. You need to sit down with these people. Doesn't matter the the large group or the small group. That doesn't matter. It's who's in your group. Whether your group is a hundred, your group is five. Who's in your group? Because you can have five eagles, and you have these five eagles going out and getting things done instead of having a hundred chickens or a hundred pigeons. That that's getting. That's getting 2% done, 5% done. If you need 100% of work ethic done, you can divide those between four eagles. But if you got 100 chickens doing negative 2%, you are in trouble, my friend. Okay? Hemorrhaging money. This will happen if you don't have an eye and ear on your business. Okay? On your business. Now, here's another thing here. Here's another thing here. Using profit money to sustain business. Sometimes you have to do it. Okay. Sometimes you have to do it. Now, profit money, I'm not talking about the profit money that you already put to the side to keep the wheels going because you're supposed to have that. I'm talking about your profit money, the money that's going to you. Right. Your check, your salary. And I see a lot of people who, you know, take a big salary out of their business and it starts to kill their business and they bring their winter season on faster than, than they need to. They bring their winter season on faster than they need to. You know what you need to do? Don't pay yourself anything for the first two years. See how your business grows so super fast. This is why you need other entities that are paying you money. You need other incomes. If you're relying just on your business and your business is brand new and it's a small business, you're setting yourself up for failure. You know, some people tell you, hey, leave that job. You know, you just hear a lot of people, you hear people, you know, preach that. And, and I do preach that. But you have to have a, a, a plan, an initiative in, in, in place first. You don't just get up and just walk off the job. Now, there are times where you need to just get up and walk off the job because you're at a place where you don't need to be at because it's killing you. It's killing your environment. It's killing your your, your belief. And sometimes you need to just go ahead and just walk out. But you can still do that and still devise a plan. But you need other avenues of income. I would tell any business owner, small or big, especially small, especially new entrepreneurs, you need to have minimum two other cash flows. I don't care how big or small they are. You need to have one that takes care of your, your personal liabilities and you need to have one that's going to take care of the company's liabilities. Don't rely on a profit. You can, but I would not tell you to do that until the company is truly, truly growing at a huge level. Okay. And sometimes we use the profit that's coming for the company to self-sustain the business. And then now the business is truly dead. Now has truly, truly died. Guys, that was the winter season. I hope you you, you got a, some incredible nuggets from it and you really understand that the winter season is actually the winter season because once you go through it, once you go through it, you'll grow through it, right? And so what I want to talk about is the summer season now. We're going to end on a, on, a, on a great bang here. So the summer season, the key word in summer is what? Is some, guys, some. So now you're getting the total amount of results, okay? The total amount of results that was pending from the from the previous three seasons. So all the work you put in in the fall, 
all the work you put in the spring and all the massive work and belief that you put in through that winter season, you are now reaping the results of the summer season. Okay. Now you're living in new growths of revenue. Okay. Maybe your business, the last three seasons, uh, you know, it was up and down. Maybe two years prior to those seasons, you were doing about 70,000 and 100,000, a quarter million, whatever you were doing in revenue. Maybe you were selling 2,000 products per year. Maybe you were selling 4,000 products per year. When you got to this year and you got down to the summer, the end of the year, and boom, you're now doing an extra 100 grand in revenue. You're now doing 10,000 in, in product sales instead of 4,000. And I'm, I'm sorry, I don't mean sales, I mean units. So you're, you're selling 10,000 product units instead of selling 5,000 product units. That's a whole new ball game now, right? Because you're in the summer season now. Your business is at the all-time high that it's ever been so far, okay? But this is only after consistency of execution, especially in that winter season, consistency of execution, okay? Consistency of execution. And you're finally, finally shedding you're finally shedding the outer layers. You're finally shedding the 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 the, the outer layers of that snowbank. It's finally melting down now. You can see the grass now. Okay? You can see the flowers coming up now. You can see the trees vibrant. And not even just that. Now the weather is consistent. Cuz you'll see the flowers growing in spring. You'll see the the ice has melted in spring. But when you get to summer, Summer, the weather is consistent because in spring, the weather is still up and down. You may get 50, 60 degrees today. It may drop to 55. It may go. You may get a, a you know, a, a, a peak of summer. You may get an 80 and you feel real good that day. Business was real good that day, but it's not a consistency. When you're in summer, you get nothing but 90 degrees. You're, you're in beach weather. Okay. When your business is in beach weather, ooh, it's the best feeling. Here is the challenge. The summer season can make you feel complacent and get comfortable. You can get comfortable in the summer season very easily. I've seen it. It has happened to me. Where things at an all-time high and now you are cruising. You're cruising. You're no longer tolling the ground. You're no longer working the system. You no longer have your ear and your eyes into the company. You no longer have your ear and your eyes outside of the company. Remember, you got two sets of eyes, two sets of ear for a reason. One eye and one ear should be in the company and one eye and one ear should be outside the company for the vision, creating the vision and pulling the company always to a new height. Okay. But I've seen people and I have done it myself throughout the years where you get excited about the extra money. You get excited about the extra business. You get excited about the consistency of weather, of beach weather. And then before you know it, blink, you're sitting on the beach in snow in shorts. I said, before you know it, you'll blink and you'll sit. You'll be sitting at the beach, not in sand, but with snow covering the sand. Still in your shorts. Instead of being dressed with a shovel in your hand and, and, a, and a certain amount of clothes to weather the storm. In the summer season, guys, I need you 
to understand that abundance will be there. But do not lavish too long in the abundance. Your work ethic should not stop. Matter of fact, your work ethic should increase and keep increasing. Okay? The longer your work ethic increases is the more time summer will be around. Now, let me close off here with this. Walt Disney, okay, Walt Disney has gone through, has gone through all four seasons multiple times throughout his life before he died. When he was building Disney, the company, he had seven bankruptcies. Yes, seven. Okay. Two mental breakdowns. Walt Disney, two mental breakdowns, seven bankruptcies. That company and that man has gone through those four seasons multiple times. But as you can see, he has definitely has seven strong winners. Seven strong and long winners. Okay. And two extra winners with the mental breakdown. But look at Disney today. They've just added Disney Plus, which I've been talking about for the last uh, three years. <laughs> uh, and I hope those who I've coached, who I've prepared... And we have come out to the workshop that we do, especially when we talk about investing, that you see now what I was saying a couple of years ago came true. And the stock jumped six, eight months ago and and just keep jumping because of the business acquisition that they did with Marvel. Um, so this company is still thriving. OK, but I wanted to use some as an example for you to understand even big companies have gone through the winter season. You are not alone. And so, guys. That is, uh, we're going to close up here, but that is the, the gist of what I wanted to talk about. And that is also uh, the nuggets that I wanted to give, but I wanted to give a closer insight into the winter season more than the summer because the summer season is great, but the winter season without it, guys, you won't get to the summer season. So I had to put most of the portion of the podcast into that. Guys, it's always a pleasure talking to you. Uh, Tune in for next week. We will have a guest speaker. And this gentleman, I am excited to get on. I'm still in the works of of, of getting it done. And we're going to get this podcast done uh, for you. And he has a lot to say. So if you're in sales, if you're a business owner, if you're in direct selling, if you're in door-to-door, guys, get on this podcast next week, Thursday. He is going to bring it. He's going to kill it. He's going to bring it. Bring your paper. Bring your pen. Because you want to take copious notes. You've been listening to JK, the Moses of personal development, the Mr. Rogers of your neighborhood. And as I always say, as I always say, only busy bees make honey. And lazy bees, well, they make no money. Tune in next time, guys. Peace. Well, welcome to CEO Talk Thursdays, and man, am I excited. Man, am I excited. You know, this year has been an incredible, incredible beginning uh, to the year. Uh, you know, you, you know when your goals and your aspirations are going to be completely confirmed and come true. When you step into the year and chaos immediately happens. And so when you see that, you should get excited. Whenever I see that, I get excited. See, I used to be the guy who gets all in a twirl and a twizzy uh, all messed up, all discombobulated, uh, and don't know what to do. This is years ago. 
whenever certain things I wanted to get done and a lot of stuff just comes in a lot of haywire starts to happen. But when I see that now, I get excited. I get pumped up. I get fired up because it's confirmation into what I set is getting ready to get done. And so, guys, we were supposed to have uh, uh, Mr. Quincy uh, on, on on the show. Uh, unfortunately, he's been busy, but we're doing our best to con- uh, reconnect with him and get him on the show, guys. Very, very successful, high successful young man. I've known this guy for many, many years. So we're going to get him on. We're also going to have uh, Dr. Obama on, uh, a mentor of mine. Uh, and let me tell you, I'll be with him in March. Uh, and let me tell you something. We're going to have people who do $100,000 uh, in, in business a year annually. We're going to have people who do a quarter million dollars in business a year. But we're going to have some people who 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 who's done seven figures, eight figures, 10 figures, okay, in business, uh, right? My One of my mentors right now, last year, he did 10 figures in business revenue. So when I, when I tell you we're going to have some high level CEOs for you to learn from, tune in guys, this year is going to be an incredible, incredible year. And so I'm going to jump into it. You know, last time um, I broke down the four seasons of business, well, this time I'm going to give you the four stages of business. And you're like, Jay, well, isn't that the same thing? Absolutely not. Two different things uh, and two different lengths of things. See, a stage uh, is longer or shorter, depending on what it is, than a season. See, a season come and goes. A stage can last for a while. Okay? It can last for a while. See, a season is two or three months. A stage can be one to three years. And I always talk about the end in mind, Right? Whenever I set a goal, I set the end. Like if you go through one of my goal books, okay, and you see the goal that I have have set for uh, 40 years from now, I have one set for 30 years from now, okay, because I have the end in mind. I always have the end in mind. I know exactly what I'm going to be doing 30, 40 years from now. Now, I know it's going to be some other things that's going to pop up. I know God's going to bless me with some other adventures and things of that nature. But I tell you what, I know exactly what I'm going to be building. Uh, in the next 30 years, 40 years, right? I know what the ending result is from what I'm building now, right? You got to have a real, um, guys, when I say you got to dream bigger, you got to dream bigger. You know, we all heard it that you, the saying, is, if your dreams don't scare you, it's not big enough. And I've heard that for many years. And it is true. As cliche as it sounds or as, as, as repetitive as you may have heard it, depending on who you are, um, it is true. Your dream should be colossal. It should be enormous. If your dreams doesn't put a fright face on your parents, on your, your siblings or people that's close to you, it's not big enough. If someone doesn't come and tell you and say, hey, listen, this is not possible. You need to go back to the drawing board. Somebody, there should be a hater should come in and say, listen, that's too big for you. That's impossible. No one has done it. No one we know has done it. It's, that's when you that's when you should get excited. I've had people come to me and tell me that I've had people laugh in my face. I've had friends. Family, mem- family members. I have people literally tell me that's not going to happen. That's too big for you. We don't do things like that. You how they talk? We. We don't do, thing like, do things like that. That don't happen for us. Who's us? <laughs> I'm talking about me right now. <laughs> but guys, man, put your goals out. Put your dreams out and get it done. And so I'm going to start with the last stage of business. And we're going to. I'm going to give you two stages uh, this week and the next week I'll give you the other two. And so I'll give you three and four this week and the next week I'll give you one and two. And so let's start out with your transition stage. Guys, when I tell you in business, I can't tell you how many countless people I meet and even people I hear about 
who never ever get to this stage. I know people who don't even know what this stage is. So you have all these CEOs who claim they're doing so well in business and you know and say that they're, they're the guru of this and the guru of that. And and you say, well, you know, what's your transition plan? And they say, I have no idea what you're talking about. Or their jaw drops, or they have a shock look on their face, or they, they have no clue of what you're referring to. See, the transition stage is your succession plan. CEOs, what's your succession plan? Okay. What do you plan to do with the business? Okay. What do you plan to do with the business? When it gets to the height and the level of where you want it, what do you plan to do with it? Do you plan to sell the business when it's at this, its highest peak? Do you plan to close the business, okay, and take the capital and open up another one? Do you pl- do you plan to pass it on to your heirs, to your children, to a specific child? Okay, is it in your will? These are the questions you need to ask yourself. What is your succession plan? Okay. Only 23% of business owners actually do this. Did you know that? 23. That's less than a quarter of business owners on the planet that actually do this. See, we get excited about registering the business. We get excited about when we have sales. We get excited about the expansion of the business, but we don't get excited about the end point. We don't get, we don't, we don't, we, we make a plan for everything else, but we don't make a plan for the end point. What is your end game? Because there will be an end game. I tell you what, Henry Ford, guarantee you he had an end game. Guarantee you had a succession plan. His succession plan was to leave it to specific people at specific times because he knew he wasn't going to be around forever. Okay. He knew he wasn't going to be around forever. He said, JK, do you have a succession plan? You better believe it. It's in my will because I know I'm not going to be here forever. Now, I love that. Um, you said, well, JK, things may change in, in the future before you, you leave here. Absolutely. That's why you have a will because you can change the will at any time. Okay. You can change it. You can tweak it. So say you, you're, 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 you have no children and you're married. So you, maybe you leave it to your wife because you trust your wife. Okay. That's in the will right now, just in case something happens to you. But let's say you have a son or a daughter and they grow up and they're 15, 15, 20 years later now, and you... You see that they're coming, coming of age. We'll say, you know what? 10 years from that time, I want you to take over this business. I'll, I'll get ready to retire and you can take over this business. Now, I'm not retiring from life. I'm just retiring from that business. And my son or my daughter is going to take over now. They're going to run it. Okay. They're going to run it while I run these, these other businesses and, and other things that I am doing. Okay. And so, guys, you must have a transition plan. It, it, it is such of a huge thing that I see a lot of entrepreneurs don't even talk about. It's never talked about. It's like it's like the little thing underneath the rug, right? It's like it's like the little monster underneath the bed. Nobody wants to talk about it. We know it's there, but we don't talk about it. It's almost like the boogeyman. Guys, there's nothing to be scared about. You should get excited about a succession plan because the fact that you have a succession plan means that you're building something, okay? It means that you're building something and what you're building is growing. Let me tell you something about building, okay? Let me tell you something about building. When people meet me, you know, sometimes I've had people think that I've come from privilege, like like money was given to me and, you know, wealth was was given to me or, uh, you know, business was was handed down from my folks or uh, my grandfather gave it to me or, you know, I, I, I have had people who, who have asked me these things or who have assumed these things. Let me tell you something. I'm humbly grown. 
okay? My parents came here. My father came to America with 78 cents in his pocket. Yeah, I'll say that again. My father came to America with 78 cents in his pocket and sent for my mother a year later, okay? When I tell you I come from uh, very humble beginnings, I come from humble beginnings, okay? Everything you see about JK, I built. The money I have, I built it. The person you see today before you, I built him. The businesses that I'm attached to, I built them. My own personal companies, I built them. My brand, my name, what people know me by, I built them. Everything I have built, you must build it. And if I build it, then I have I need to protect it. There need to be there needs to be a protection over the building. And my protection is my succession plan. Because when I'm not here, I don't want this thing to fall apart. I tell you what, when you cut the head off the head off a snake, the body starts starts to stop to move eventually, right? And so when you when you take the head out of an army, the army falls apart. Okay, you can learn that from the art of war. If you don't if you haven't read that book, go read it. Right? You cut the head off a snake, I'm telling you, the body is done. Right? And so I don't want me to I don't want to retire and then my business just goes through, you know, it just fails. It's gone. Right? Because I'm not there. No, no, no. You need to have a succession plan. You need to have things in place. And if you want to sell the business, or maybe you plan to do a merger, right? I know one of my businesses that I'm building right now, I'm not going to keep it forever. I'm, I'm actually going to look for someone, another company that's similar to mine, and merge it so we can grow it to a bigger company. Because I know I cannot do everything. And I know I need another person who is just as, as, as fired up about what I'm doing as me, just as intelligent, just as motivated. And to be honest, maybe even more, I'm hoping even more. So they can now take take what I'm doing to a whole nother level. But maybe they need my resources. Maybe they need my platform, right? Maybe they need my sales, my customers, my sales team. Whatever they, whatever we need from each other, we do a merger, right? And so guys, you need to think about this. Pray on these things. Write it out. Because I've seen businesses fail because they didn't have a succession plan. Completely, completely fail. Now, now, what I also want to grow into is stage number three. Okay, stage number three is the momentum stage. And uh, and oh, and, and by the way, by the way, the momentum stage takes about, takes about two to three years to build. See, in the seasons of business, you talk about two to three months. Okay, sometimes a little longer. But in the stages of business, we're talking about two to three years. And when it comes to momentum, man, one of my favorite favorite words and one of my favorite things to do. You know, everything is built off of momentum if you ever line up dominoes okay if you ever line up dominoes and you hit a domino the first one you see that that one it's another it's another and it's another and before you know it you'll see that whole design and string of dominoes all fall down in 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 array off of one movement just one step and that's all you need to create momentum is one step but momentum is a continuous of steps consistent steps okay and everything you need momentum especially business okay if you want to double your quarters triple in your quarters quadruple revenue in your quarters you need to create momentum now may ask jk what are the keys to momentum okay customers but what's more important is repeat customers repeat buyers repeat referrals See, a lot of us build customers, but we don't have a lot of repeat customers. We have one-time customers. You know, when I was in the coffee industry many years ago, I, I even myself and other people I've met and seen, 
who who weren't building at a large uh, level didn't have repeat customers, right? In the beginning, I didn't have repeat customers. I was selling. I was so excited to get that one sale that I really wasn't following up with the customer. Not even as a business owner, I wasn't following up as a customer. Hey, how do you feel? Not to that level. How do you feel today? You know, and and we're talking about. By the way, and this might sound strange if I don't clear it up. The coffee was healthy coffee, so it has some incredible benefits to it. Not just coffee, right? Had a lot of antioxidants in it. A lot of health benefits. So. There was many times I could have followed up, say, "Hey, how's the coffee uh, helping you today? You know, has it has it helped the headaches that you that you that you said that you had? Uh, do you see that you have less cravings for other coffees during the week? Did you see that you actually drink the coffee less than you drank other coffees? Okay, how did it taste to you? How did it make you feel? And just just follow up with these, these people on a weekly basis. Okay, I wasn't doing that at first." And I was just so excited just to get the sale because I I, I, I was stuck as a salesman with, 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 with in the notion of, oh, just sell. Okay, just just sell. And that's not a salesman. See, a salesman don't just sell. Because anybody can sell anything to anybody at a certain point. See, a salesman creates a relationship, a bond, a communication. And once you create a communication and relationship with that customer, they turn into a repeat customer. See, customers don't repeat their business unless they like, they trust, and they value you as a company. If they do not like you as a company, they don't like the practices as a company, they don't like you as a CEO, they will not do business with you again. I don't care how great your product is. They will not do business with you again. Because it's not just about the product, it's about the customer feel that they get. Okay? And that's how you're going to build repeat business. Okay? Referrals. What referrals are you extracting from these people after you have gave them extreme value? Now, the question is, have you given them extreme value? Have you done that? Or are you just giving them a sale? Are you just giving them a product and and you're okay with that? See, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. You have to build an extreme relationship with the customer. You almost have to make, make the customer feel as if they are a part of the company because they are. In all actuality, they absolutely are a part of the company. Okay. And, and another thing you got, you, you're going to have to learn how to use OPT and that's other people's time to grow your business. See, the challenge is I see so many people don't want to open up their doors to other people, other minds. And I understand the feeling. Well, I used to understand the feeling when I didn't know any better, because really what that is, is a CEO, you're, you're in fear of somebody coming in. And destroying your, your your company, coming in and having a big ego, coming in and thinking they Mr. 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 No, Mr. Know it all. But guys, when you are in a great harmony with your business and your goals, the law of attraction is going to bring who you want. See, before you even write it down, the law of attraction know what you want because it's in your body. Before you even write, before you even tell somebody, you already thought about it. And once you put feeling and emotion to that thought, it automatically creates manifestation. And God, I'll give you the formula. If you haven't heard that, I'll tell you again. If you don't want to know the formula to, to, to bring in things into your life, it's thoughts, okay, plus emotion equals manifestation. A thought plus high emotion equals anything that you want to manifest. And so, guys, you're going to have to re- rely on other people's time. Bring in somebody. Okay, maybe an operation manager, 
where you're not doing that part anymore. And now somebody is taking over and you're using their time. Okay. Maybe you're turning to a franchise now and you have eight, nine, 10 other CEOs who are now owning their own branch. Okay. Of your company and your business. Now you're using, now you're completely using other people's time. Because now your business is growing at an exponential growth from other people's time. So you have 24 hours. Then you bring somebody else in who has 24 hours. Now you got 48 hours. Uh-oh. Bingo. Ding, ding, ding. So, Dag, how'd you do that? So, JK, so so are you telling me it's, it's, it's possible to, to duplicate, to have more than 24 hours in a day? Absolutely. You just got to find other people who have 24 hours too. All right? And then find somebody else. Oh, then boom. Now you got 72 hours. Uh-oh. We did it again. Boom, baby. Multiplication. See, now you got 72 hours versus 24 hours in every day. So now it's almost like three of you working at the same time. And you keep doing that. And you keep doing that. And you keep doing that. And guess what? Before you know it, more complete momentum is growing in your business. Now you got Queens on, on, on lockdown. You got Brooklyn on lockdown. You got a, you got the whole tri-state on lockdown. And before you know it, you got New Jersey. Whoa, we done took over one city and I'm took over another. Then you got Miami. Then you got Orlando. Okay? You follow me? Okay? You, you, you must learn to use OPT. You have to learn to use that. And, and most times when people don't, it's, it is an ego thing that's making them not want to use it. And you got to get out of your own way. Okay? You have to get out on your own way. You will destroy your own business. Self-sabotage happens in life and in business all the time. Okay? Now, another thing you got to do, you got to use a portion of your profit. Okay? A portion of your profit to put back into the business and grow the business. How many CEOs or entrepreneurs you've seen that make a profit of 10000 take 3000 and go shopping? I've seen it. Oh, trust me, I've seen it. Or go buy a new car, put a down payment on a house, or do this and do that. Listen, let me tell you something. You shouldn't even be paying yourself for the first two, three years of your business. Say, JK, how can how can I do that? How would I be able to survive? Because you should have another two, at least one to two flows of, of cash flow coming in outside of your brand new business. Okay? Okay? You need to understand that you need to put majority of that money, that profit, back into your business to grow your business now. Business always needs capital to, to, to grow it. It all and, and it will always need capital to grow it. Okay? When you have an abundance of capital, okay, you'll be able to grow anything. Grow anything. Alright? I don't care what it is. Once you have a great amount, you can grow anything from, from anything. Don't get me wrong here. But if you have, if you built up a certain amount of capital, take that capital and, and use money for what it was made within what it was born to do. Go make more money. See, the challenge I find a lot of CEOs going to business, but they don't, they, and they're working, they're building a business for, for a mission, but most really build it to make money and they don't even understand money. <laughs> so you have a business and you're building it for money. And you don't even understand money. You don't know why it was made. You don't truly know what it is. You don't know that money has an emotion. <laughs> you, you, you don't know any of these things. And so here you are building your business day by day, week by week, month by month, year by year. And you're wondering why 10 years has passed and, and you're still in the red. <laughs> 10 years has passed and you're still in the red. And that's because you haven't understood that money has a complete 
vibration to it. Okay? A complete vibration to it, guys. Okay? Learn money. Learn what it's here for. And learn what to use profit for in your business. Okay? In your business. Remember that the momentum stage, the momentum stage is going to take you two to three years to build. Consistently. You cannot fall off or the whole thing starts all over again. You must stay consistent on a week-to-week, day-to-day, month-to-month, year-by-year basis. And build it and build it and build it and build it. So, guys, here's another episode of CEO Talk Thursdays. Next week, we'll get into uh, stage two and stage one of business. And today was uh, stage four and stage three, the transition stage, one of the most important stages of business, and also momentum stage. How to build, get that, really get that business going and get it off the ground. Now, of course, I'll give you a little tidbits and uh is that all the momentum absolutely not that's just a little percentage guys you got to come out to the workshop so on february 22nd okay what happens when the dream dies the rebirth you'll learn a lot much more as far as momentum and in business and you'll learn when you lose momentum what do you do how do you rebuild it how do you get it going again do you use the same steps yes but there's also some other things you need to use when you're building it and pulling it up off the ground again so guys you've been listening to jk the Moses of personal development, the Mr. Rogers of your neighborhood. <laughs> and as I always say, as I always say, only busy bees make honey. And lazy bees, well, they make no money. Tune in next time, guys. Peace. That was good. <laughs>